Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Bobby Moore and Sir Jeff Hurst The Trevor Brookin and Billy Bones A Paolo Gigano West Ham United We celebrate our victories Stick together in defeat. I'm proud of our history. West Ham United, more than just a podcast. More than just a podcast. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. My name is George. I'm here with Sean. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon, George. That's good evening for us. Oh, yeah, good evening. Uh, and here with John. Hello, John. Hello. How are you? Wonderful. Excellent. You're, you said, you didn't, when I said, how are you, you said, I'm bored and tired earlier. Yes, and now, was, and well, now well, you're wonderful to Alice. When I say I was bored, <laughs> he's tired. So I'm a bit tired. <laughs> okay. That's all right, isn't it? It's yeah. Monday night. Uh, item number one, welcome and hellos. I think we've done that. Hello. Hello. Hello, Hello Sean. Sorry we weren't here last week. Um, Sean's fault. It was not my fault. To be fair, we I had some illness going around. It was the first week that it wasn't Sean's fault. Probably cancelled, I think. No, you were a bit poorly, but then Sean was couldn't poorly. do another night until like the end of the year, really. <laughs> That's not true. I just can't do Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And we were going to do one on Thursday. We were going to do one. But on we Thursday. couldn't be bothered. Well, we Let's got, be honest. We got it was the middle of the day, wasn't it? Yeah, John yeah, had to go yeah. to work. More of that later. Uh, so we've got two games to discuss. Sadly, they're both nil-nil draws. Hey. Let's discuss the goals first, then. Hey, you <laughs> funny <laughs> guy. So let's start with the Man United game. The Red Devils. The Red Devils, sorry. You've you written it on there. Uh, I thought we played really well. Yeah. We watched it. We deserved to win. I think we deserved to win. We should have won. I think we had a lot of chances, a lot more clear-cut chances than they did. Uh, and I, I'd like to think if players like Sacco or... Pie were playing, we would have scored them. They they booed their players off. The United fans did. Mm. Hilarious. Well, that's fr- how it all started with Sam Allardyce. Well, they're frustrated, aren't they? We all know that. But it's Louis Van Dole, as they call him. It's not a uh, Man United podcast, Sean. No, true, true. Uh, so, quick stat attack, and then we'll talk about it a little bit. Uh, we had 37% possession. That was easy for you to say. Uh, to their 63. We had nine shots, two on target. They had 21 shots with one on target. So, proper away performance. Twice as many on target, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, as I said, we, we, I we think we should have won. We hit the post twice, didn't we? Yeah, they're not on target. I know, but I'm saying we hit the post twice. So. We did. Zerati should have scored in the second yeah, half. Really yeah, really should have scored. Yeah, Zerati got, th- got through, yeah. If it have. But it's... it's, it's it's lack of finishing, isn't it? Obviously, it's clinical finishing. And this is what's costing us on all games at the well, moment. Yeah. What I found hilarious was afterwards, all they could hear about was how Van Gaal was saying if they had sort of like Aguero up front or Suarez up front, they would have won that game. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone would have If won we had that. Messi yeah. in our midfield, <laughs> it's just right. we would have won that game, wouldn't we? The way the press no, plays up front. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Bloody press. Well, it's just the way even like, you know, tonight with but, Leicester. But it is true we haven't won a game since we lost Payet. I know, but it shows. And, but you know, it's, it's not not really chances created. It's just the, the it's finishing finishing and the quality enough to have... But it's but not it only just him, is it? It's Sacco yeah. missing. 
Lanzini now, which obviously he was. Lanzini well, missed that game. They were all. Uh, did he miss that? He oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, with a game. knock. We were told it was a knock originally, weren't we? But and the uh, downturn in form had already started before Paye got injured. We'd it happened at Watford, didn't it? Yeah. That was the beginning, wasn't it? The Watford away game. Six games now, including the Stoke one, without a win. We need to improve. But we've had two. The good thing is, as Sam Allardyce would say, respect the point, two clean sheets. You know, it's not terrible. No. It's just, you know. Well, we let's we've slipped down to eight. Should we move swiftly on to Stoke? Because yeah. they seem to be talking about it already. Yeah, it was yeah. fresher in your mind. Uh, so Stoke on Saturday was another nil-nil. Uh, we had 47% possession to their 53. We had 24 shots with 10 on target. They had 12 with three on target. Now, we went to the game. I thought we started pretty well. Well, me and you went to the game. Yeah, Sean didn't go yeah. again. I watched it. Sean, Sean's might come to the Berlin this season sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I have been, you cheeky monkey. But it's like the last season at the Berlin. You've been I know. twice. Well, I've yeah, been I'm there. Like, it's imagine? been around for a hundred and something years. Can you imagine, though, all these people who would love to have And I know, and they are buying my ticket. ticket up straight away. As soon as I put my Stoke ticket up, it got snapped up within minutes. So there you go. I am helping someone else fulfil their dream. <laughs> I thought we started well. We did start well. Yep. I think and we were... It was a decent nil-nil. It was a good game, to be it fair. Was. And I think it was pretty even. I think we, we had more chances, but they had equal... They could have nicked of it, Good though. chances. Second I half, think towards the end, of Adrian... Counter, a couple of us on the counter-attack a yeah. lot, weren't they? That, um, what was the his thing name up front? Like on Altovich. No, oh, the striker they uh, brought on. Is it Duf? Was it something it could have been? I, I don't think know. it was Duf. Yeah, he should have scored. He had a, a couple, couple of good, times. yeah, a couple of breakaways. I said to you though, I said, be fuming if I was a Stoke fan. He, <laughs> he's missed two good chances. They're, they are in good form at the moment. You've got to be fair. Zerati again. Zerati hit the post. Yep. And uh, the real miss at the end was um, Coyote um, at the end. where he, he should have. Yeah, he should have got it in the last sort of dying seconds. Yeah, yeah. Jack Butler had a very. That would have been game. a waddle. Had you gone by then, or are you still there? Well, we were still there. No, so we stayed to the end. Stayed to the end. Well, sometimes you don't. No, Most you probably we do pretty much uh, all the time. That would have been. You wouldn't know, you know, recently <laughs> more so. <laughs> that would have been a hell of a finish, wouldn't it? To would have been the last kick of or, or last head of the ball. Jack Butler was very good. He, he was. He was fantastic. So was Adrian, though. He kept us in it. Do you see what his tweet said afterwards, Jack Butler? What did he say? He said, my first and last... Um, Game at bowling. Yeah, bowling. Yeah. Oh. Well, oh. Bless him. Bless him. He yeah. had a really good game. It was Man of the match for them, I thought. It was a decent game. It was just could have done with the goal, really. But again, I say I look at it as having three or four of our first team players out of action, probably more. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Like We've got these important players missing. Missing, yeah. We, uh, so our momentum has completely been sucked out of the team. And then they've come there having the momentum of beating City in the last game and they were like on an upward trajectory. Well, they do look really good, to be fair. And they, so they've got a whole different team. They're a whole different... To, to get a draw, even be it a nil-nil, but to get a draw isn't the end of the world, you know? No. It has to be put into perspective. It's disappointing because at the end of the day, it's a nil-nil draw at home against Stoke. Yeah, and we haven't had really good, very good games or results at home apart from the Chelsea. And it's just, you know... It's, it's going to change, surely. Let's hope so. We've got can some I, players coming back. Can I ask you two who went three questions? Shoot. Yeah. First of all, the Tompkins-Jenkinson uh, debate. Was he right to carry on dropping Jenkinson to the bench and play Tompkins as, I think as so. a right back? I think so. I think Jenkinson, Tompkins hasn't done anything wrong since he's take, taken his place. We haven't lost a game, have we? Since Tom, every time no. Tompkins has played well, right back, we haven't lost a game. A couple of misplaced passes from him on Saturday. Got a few groans, but I think overall we had a good, decent game. So just to check, I just think your first choice right back is Tompkins. At the moment, it is well, yeah. uh, when you got the option. But I mean, it, it's one of two things, though, isn't it? He defensively it improves us without a doubt. Yeah, without a doubt, from a, an attacking point of view. He doesn't get down the wing and get the crosses in like Jenkinson does. No. And, and that's part of our problem because, you know, since Cresswell's not doing that either, as much as he did last season, if you've got Tompkins and, and Cresswell playing, he we've lost that down the wings, haven't we? Yeah, Cresswell did get a couple of decent balls in. On the but not, not the kind of level he did last season. I think we'd all agree with that when he won no. Hammer of the Year. Well, I don't know. I thought he, I thought he played well, quite well recently. 
Cresswell? Cresswell's form's picked right up. My my second question is about corners, and I got a bit of stick about this. I wrote an article. For yeah, I saw that. I was like, Will you become a bloody professional? Right. Well, it, it, we've talked about this before about Noble can't take penalties. So we had a corners, sorry, sorry corners. corners. You know, he's a good skipper. He's a good penalty taker. We had eleven corners, and we seemed to waste them all. I think, if I remember rightly, either five or six of them went out of play before even hitting a West Ham player or, or a Stoke player. If I remember uh, rightly, he only took about four of them. No, he took six. I looked this up, by the way. A few people said he only took two. I looked it up. He took six. Zerati has, um, took five. Zerati wasn't any better. No, Zerati wasn't any better. But when you look at it consistently, uh, over the time that Noble's been taking corners, he's not very good. Consistently, he's an average corner taker. Hey, Mark Noble? Mark Noble, oh, yeah. It's not news, is it? It's not news, but then why did Sam Allardyce and now Slavin Bilic pick him as the corner? Why not try someone different? That's the point I'm trying to make. Payet, absolutely brilliant corner taker. He's out well, injured. Debatable. I've seen, right? I've seen him put a why few... Not, like, what I don't understand as a manager name. is, why carry on with two quite average, and you're right, Zerati is no better, two average corner takers? I don't know if it's a problem just at West Ham. I mean, I've, I've, I've watched a lot of professional football, and a lot of the time there's... Hasn't been many good so corners. Why don't they practice? It just seems. I don't know. I, as a non-footballer, it, it just seems crazy that you don't just practice your corners Cap- and Catherine's, get it better. Catherine's dad, who's a season ticket holder at Chelsea, says it really winds him up that his players can't put corners past the first man. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what I, happens. But that's that's exactly. But that's, that's what I said. But we yeah. have that same problem as well. So I don't think it's just us. But I I, I don't know what the answer is. And especially <laughs> as you've got Andy Carroll, if you're going to have Andy Carroll. Up front, which is going to be my last question. To be fair, in the first... What, what, put it somewhere. In the Andy first Carroll half, we really scored from a corner, didn't we? James Collins. Yeah, yeah to be fair, and that last one on the last kick of the game was a corner, obviously, it's as right. well. He put a couple of decent ones in, and then he just kept it in the first man. Mark Noble tends to float the ball in, which we've said I mean, in the hit, past. Yeah. He gets he gets it in the right areas, but he floats it. He doesn't have any pace on it. But he, it's, he hits it's the top w- of the net. What's the, at least one or two. What's the other options? There must be... Be a reason. How about Creswell? Yeah, Creswell takes free kicks. So why, why isn't he, he taking them? At least try Cerati it. Sarati scored a worldy free kick the other week. Yeah, he can't take a decent I corner. I think corners have got to be in swingers. Yeah. I mean, that's not what they're doing at the moment, but I think in left foot, to take the ones on the right, right foot. I think they've got all, got all in swinging. Look at Bournemouth. Yeah, look at Bournemouth. But yeah, it's, it's something I'm sure they are aware of and they would... Well, get know, it sorted, guys. Now you're rushing. Get it sorted. I just, I, Slav. I just personally, if I had the ability to put it on a website, which is getting how many thousands of people reading it, I wouldn't have put that as an opinion that I would have. Well, it's my opinion, and I worthy. and I put it, and a lot of people agree with me, and and some people disagreed, and were focusing on that one game. I wasn't talking about the whole game. I'm talking about maybe I should have included Zerati because it wasn't against just uh, Noble. But I just don't think our corners. If we've got, if we're not, if we haven't got the creativity from Lanzini and Payet and and um, Sacco, then we need to take advantage of those eleven corners. And and you know when you've got Andy Carroll, big lump like that there, you need to float some in in the box for him to to head down, haven't you? Well, I think Andy Carroll had a very. Well, that's good my game. last question. What did you think of Andy Carroll? I thought he had a good game. Do you? Yeah, yeah. I thought he was on the right. He, he had a, he had a lot of. Ball control on the floor, and he ran and ran and chased lots of lost causes. And I thought he'd done a, had a good. Is game. he match fit yet? I don't know. We we can only judge it from what we've seen in the past, and we've seen him virtually unplayable, haven't we? In the past, I just don't know where he fits into a Slaven Village team. If I'm honest with you, I still don't get where he fits in. He's still trying to find his way of how he fits in. Well, I just with a with a Village team. Well, it's and I don't get it. It's about time someone just took a bit of a gamble somewhere and start playing the two up front. And yep, I agree. You know, it's it's, it's always this one up front. And so, what's the game? They play um two up front, don't they? Watford. Eagle. Yeah, and look at them. They've gone above us now, haven't they? Have they? Yep. Watford are above us. They're seventh, and we're eighth. But all said and done, respect the point. I've, I'm. 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 Would like to see an improvement. I'd like to see us go upwards again. We need to win. A, we, we need, need a win. to win a game. We need a win. Get momentum back. Yeah, we could really do with a win. But we're not losing, and we're not. We don't look awful. We're creating chances. 
It's, it's going to improve. People like Song are just going to improve. He's he's working his way back to fitness. He got like seventy minutes or eighty minutes again on Saturday. We done all right. He done, he saw some passes, didn't he? He yeah. put some balls through, and you know he lost the ball a bit as well. But so we, we've got the Swans, and then we've got um, Villa next two games. Yeah, we have. I mean, the, S- the Swansea will be difficult to play away. They it, have we got Villa next before? And then we've got Villa after Villa's that. Boxing Day. Uh-huh. And we've got Southampton on the 28th. Yeah. Well, we can talk about... Yeah. Anyway, should we uh, hear... Go on then. Yeah, sure, sure. Let's hear what the gaffer has to say. Slavin, there were a lot of chances in that game. It finished nil-nil. Right at the end of the game, you almost scored with the very last header, and I could see you on the sideline trying to head it in yourself. I mean, it was a good game of football, uh, as you said. It was quite open game. It was very energetic game with with high tempo, and the both teams defended well. But the both teams have uh, also created the chances to win. And that moment at the end is the one that sometimes it's very important for the whole season. Not to mention one game is that you need like added time goals. You know that 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 are not only great for that game, but it uh, gives you confidence and everything. Blah, blah. So it would have been great if we, <laughs> of course, uh, if that ball went in. But to be fair, so I think we we created enough to score goal and to win the game. But I have to be realistic and fair to say that they also had few great chances. Uh, but as I said, uh, both teams defended really well. You had to. To, to create something special to to like get a chance and then done it a few times we have done that few times we hit the post twice then hit the post once oh uh, fair result and uh, I'm not happy with the result but considering who we played against the team in form considering uh, the numbers and the quality of players that we didn't have today and considering the way we played today and the effort we put in, I uh, I can't be unhappy. Should you have had a penalty in the first half for Ryan Shawcross's challenge on Mark Noble? Mm, I didn't see it at the half time, but the way it looked to me in that moment, uh, it was no penalty for me then. I would like to see it again, okay, but it makes no point now. But uh, from from there, how I saw the the move when it happened actually mm, no. it didn't look a penalty to me to be fair no. four draws in your last six games you've had lots of injuries how, how pleased are you with the resilience of your team considering you're missing a lot of key players yeah I am I am pleased that's why I'm telling you I mean in every game home or away uh, I wouldn't take a point if you asked me before the game so I'm never happy with the point uh, before the game you know to be fair, I mean, uh, resilience and uh, character, uh, pressing, uh, team spirit, team effort, also quality, up to the point. So I can't be more happy the way we done it, let's say, against Everton, against West Brom, against Manchester United, or against... Uh, no, I only wasn't happy with the game against Spurs away or what for the way but these four that I mentioned afterward that we made four draws mm, they were really good good performances and we know and I said it week ago and I said that a few days ago to the players or last night or today before in a match meeting uh, in, in a match meeting the only way we can compensate these guys that we are missing now and that we're gonna miss is like uh, uh, is exactly like we've done uh, at Old Trafford or, or today. Not individually, but with the team performance. And, and I said, we, we created enough to score a goal. If we were a little bit luckier, we would have won this game. But to be fair, uh, they also had their chances. And just finally, Slavin, Enna Valencia was back in action uh, today. Good to see him back. He, um, he was in the wars again, Charlie Adam trod on him. He, he didn't seem to make too many complaints about that. Well, was, was that an accident? Has he said anything to you about that? I didn't speak to him about that. And, but, but the game, especially in that second half, was, was, 
was like so exciting that 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 nobody was really I mean the the energy that all the players put into this game it uh, it didn't give us or uh, fans or opponents uh, time or a chance to to analyze or moan about that situation which is in the end good I didn't see it again I didn't see see that but so I can't make any comment to be fair on that there you go that is what the gaffer had to say what do you think John he's spot on mate absolutely yeah. spot on yeah I don't, I don't I agree with every single word he said there yeah really really anyway <sighs> anyway onwards and upwards I do number four five yeah Sean uh, so, uh, earlier today, uh, as part of the Clarence Hugh interview uh, series, um, I caught up with West Ham DJ, uh, Leon Hyde, who had been at the X Factor final with Louisa, the West Ham fan who won the X Factor last night. Um, and I did briefly talk to him about the X Factor. I know you find that boring. Sorry, mate, yeah. But then uh, I who? talked to him about, about some football-related stuff. Um, and uh, his DJing stuff at the club and, uh, and, and about next season and uh, the Olympic Stadium. So here's DJ Leon. And we welcome back to more than just a podcast. He's a friend of the podcast. He's the DJ at the bowling ground. He's known by DJ Leon. It's Leon Hyde. Welcome back, Leon. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, let's start off with the fresh news because I know... You were at Wembley for the X Factor finals last night. I was, yes, um, with a friend of mine, yes. Yeah. So, you, what, what time did you did you rock back into your bed this morning? I hear it's pretty late or early. Pretty late, yeah. Got back quite late. Uh, amazing, amazing night. Um, I'm just privileged, Sean, that I I have got to know someone um, via Twitter, via her dream is to sing at Upton Park and become her and her family. And so proud that she has done her dream. Just a uh, very, very touching moment. And, and to be there with her, the family, um, nearly got on TV a little bit, but not as much as sitting behind them. Um, it was amazing, amazing night. And, and to top it all off, the captain of West Ham sitting with us as well, supporting her, was amazing from, from Mark and from the club supporting. supporting right. the so you, don't, you didn't know Dave or the Johnson family before? This you met them through social media and, I, and I've known Louisa uh, uh, over probably over two years now uh, when she was just singing in wherever she could um, and because with my background with music I've been trying to help her and with a good friend of mine who's a scout manager and just helping her trying to get her dream to sing Upton Park um, before she went on the X Factor. Um, and just through there, really, Sean, just talking to her and uh, got to know her boyfriend and uh, got to know her, her family, her brother and dad. I just got got to know them all and absolutely lovely people and phenomenal that she's won. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. So that she's she's only 17. I think she comes, I don't know how often she comes to the ground. They sit in the Bobby Moore Lower, do they? Yeah, they're with her, with her and her brother, but she's been coming from... I can't even remember, but she's had a season ticket. Well, her dad's had a season ticket for nearly 15 years in the Bobby Moore Lower. So um, it's, it's amazing, absolutely amazing. And the first thing she said to me last night, uh, she spoke to me this morning as well, is uh, I got a message from the Sullivans, which was absolutely amazing. Couldn't have come at the best time. Just as they was coming off the stage, I showed, showed them all that Sullivan has said about her dream to sing at West Ham and she started to cry and um, I've got a message saying and I've sent on to the Sullivan since saying oh my god this is amazing this is my dream <laughs> so you were there you were there last night obviously and there was a special guest how did uh, I understand Mark Noble and his, his wife come how, how did that come around um, I spoke to Dave Louise's dad uh, just before we was going in um, and he just sent a text to uh, Mark uh, Sunday morning saying oh, what are you doing tonight and Mark said nothing why what are you thinking and he said well I've got your tickets for you your wife and your two girls and he's, Mark and Noble's two girls are massive massive fans of Louisa so uh, Mark come along and uh, as a fan really and uh, it was brilliant to see him there and supporting Louisa 
Yeah, excellent. And do you know any plans? I, I did speak to the club and they said they were keen to make something happen for her to sing uh, at the bowling. And is there, I know she's going to have a really busy schedule now with, with you know, Simon Cowell's, you know, and uh, schedule and everything else. Do, do you know if it's going to happen? It or, will 100% happen, Sean, 100%. But the problem we've got, as Gigi just mentioned, is getting it all, uh, getting it all fixed. Um, she's got probably for the next two weeks bombed out. She's already got to number one this morning. She's at number one, which is absolutely amazing. Um, just getting time, really. Then she's got the tour coming up. So probably you're looking maybe the, the last game of the season would be the ideal scenario. But who knows, if something comes up before then and um, works out with Simon Cowell and his label and uh, management, who knows. But uh, it will 100% she will be singing at Upton Park. I've been assured that by the owners. OK, well, let's just, let's just uh, talk about your music career. Uh, obviously, you're you're still DJing at the bowling ground. Um, I I understand you also DJed for one of the Sullivans at their birthday party. I did. Was yes. that? Yeah, young Jack Sullivan, wasn't it? No, it was Dave. It was Dave. Oh, was it Dave Dave's Sullivan? Birthday oh, right. party, um, which was again an uh, experience that I will take with me for a long while. Um, as as a as you know, Sean, I've got to know the Sullivans so well, and they are. Amazing family, absolutely. And that night, um, I couldn't have been in such a privileged place in my life. It was a, the venue was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal for a birthday party. Nothing I've ever experienced before in my life. Um, and for, uh, all right, little day, but big day senior, uh, to come over and thank me and shake my hand and and and, and thank you for what I've done. Um, was phenomenal. And um, yeah, how how old is young Dave now? Is he what is he, 18 or...? Yeah, what? just 18. It was a joint birthday party with him and his girlfriend. Um, and yeah. obviously they're both the same age. Um, and uh, it was an amazing night when uh, Jack's running over and nicking the mic off me and, and, and having a little go and pressing bubbles. And, and yeah. What, him... what, was, what, was the, what was the tune that got more dancing then? Sean, yeah. and this is no exaggeration, it was bubbles. It was, was honestly, it? It was like, <laughs> I've got a video of... Uh, the whole of the uh, the party singing I for a brand bubbles, and you had people like the, then like Bradley Walsh was singing bubbles as well. Who's a big Arsenal fan, so it was it was a phenomenal mm. night. But uh, yeah, seeing mm. Jack and Dave out of their comfort zone singing I for a brand bubbles you don't normally see in the stand was a, a brilliant a brilliant thing to see as well. Yeah. Well, what's next for you? Well, you've obviously got your gig to the end of this season. Any word on whether you can do any kind of DJing at Olympic Stadium? Well, or where are you even going to sit? Because we picked out, I'm sure you know, we picked our seats uh, last Thursday. Um, are you going to be able to get to sit somewhere? Are you going to work for the club next season? Well, after that party, I was told by um, Mr Sullivan that he wants everything that's at Upton Park at the moment to stay at the new stadium. Um, his word was, it's West Ham's day that day. So why can't they have it as how we've got it now? So really, I'm taking it off that and seeing what happens. But if not, I'll become a fan again, get a season ticket. and, um, and There won't be any left, Leon. Well, you were supposed to help me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure we can sort something out for you. So yeah. let's, talk about, let's talk about football now, right? Uh, I'm sure you got to see the game from your DGA booth or, or wherever you were on on, yeah. on Saturday. Uh, what's your view on on the Stoke game, but also the Manchester United game and how we've been playing since since the injury crisis, really? Um, I've got mixed feelings on it, to be honest, Sean. Um, all right, we haven't got much more to go on, but I just something's not ticking at the moment, as in. Is it the formation? Is it the way we're playing? Are we a bit low on confidence? But you say that, but Manchester United, we should have won. Um, I can't put my finger on it in the moment. I think we've gone a little bit pre-Allardyce Christmas period of last season. Um, Carroll on Saturday, I don't know where you think he was playing. He was playing in centre midfield half of the time um, when you need him up there. Um, I don't know. Hopefully... The Swansea game, Landini should be back. We do need a little genius on the ball. We, you can see that against Stoke. You need someone to get on that ball and getting things created and moving. And I think we missed that. 
if Landini's back for Swansea, which would be brilliant, but I think out of all of it, you don't realise the two players that go missing or get injured, how much we miss Payet in, in, in general. Yeah. Um, we really miss him. Well, um, I, I, I did a piece uh, on Claret and Hugh talking about Noble, and this is something I thought for a long time, but it was more obvious on Saturday, and that's about his corner-taking. Uh, and you could put Zerati in there. You know, <laughs> their corner-take is not that great, and you yeah. think, well, you know... Why do you not take your best corner takers? Is there no better corner takers? Payet was obviously a different class with him injured. Um, what, what do you think on on Noble? And his, I mean, his penalty taking is beyond world class, without a doubt. He's a good skipper, but he can't take a penalty for Toffee, in my view. Well, as you know, Sean, I'm a, I'm a qualified football coach, and that's my passion, and that's what I'm going to do. And when I run my team, so I, I don't know why I do it. I, it's maybe it's me, but someone else picked it up on Sky the other day, and I can't think who it was now. But why don't we have in-swinging corners? Why have we got to have corners that are out-swinging where Carroll's got to jump? Why can't we have a corner where Carroll is going to run onto it and get more power into it? Why can't Cresswell take it from the right and then even Noble swing it in from the right, uh, from the left, sorry? I don't know. We've been saying this about Noble all the time. And it, uh, as a kid teaching kids how to play football, you always beat the first man on the corner. Always beat. Don't matter where you get it in the penalty box, but beat the first man. And I don't know, Sean. It's, it's an odd one. It's just the same with throw-ins. I don't know. I, I, maybe it was just me, my coaching head on a Saturday. But James Saltkins, every time he took a throw, was a foul throw. We don't teach yeah. these kids no more. It's uh, yeah. uh, grassroots. You don't teach kids how to take corners no more. You don't. Are you ever see a coach teaching kids to take a throw in? You don't. Um, so it's an odd one. It is an odd one. But then everyone can kick a ball and everyone can pull it into an area where you want to wear it. But then when you're not beating the first man it's, and you've got Collins, you've got Tonkins, you've got Carroll. Do you- if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You can hit it on their heads. You know, it is a bit frustrating. It is. And, and it, you know, they seem missed opportunities. If you're going to have Carroll on the pitch, you know, at least get your corners on target. Most of the, the, the corners from uh, Noble over the weekend were, were even going out of play. Yeah. You know, doesn't even get a chance on them. Yeah. Let's move, be, before we get too much involved in that, let's move on to Carl Jenkinson. It, uh, are we making two and two make five, or is there something more to meet the eye on Carl Jenkinson being dropped on Saturday and uh, Tomkins retaining his right back? Have they had a falling out with a gaffer? No. Uh, I'll tell you exactly my point on that. Tomkins 
in my opinion, it's not only my opinion, they play better than Jenkins and the right back from from the Arsenal game. So, and it's a it's a known fact we have not conceded a goal since Dan Tonkin's been at right back this season. So, is that because Slav has gone in there because Cresswell doesn't really get forward as much as he did last season? I think when you look at it as a basis now, our fullbacks don't go as far as what they did last season. So you can potentially play centre-halves at fullback now because of the way Slav plays. So you don't really need post no more because Tonkins has got pace um, and he can defend. I think he obviously is a better defender than Jenkinson. But now I wouldn't put two and two in he doesn't get forward as as much, and you've got to remember. And I know it's not about right back scoring goals, but Jenkinson has scored two goals this season. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah, you're right on that. But do you want to be? You know, at the end of the day, we've not conceded a goal in two games. Um, yeah. So do you want to go in there with a defensive yeah. mind? So you can look at it like that and say, okay. Well, on on paper as well, you you would have said that Stokes probably got the best wingers in the Premier League. You know, Shakiri yeah. on one side and uh, yeah. Bojan and um, Alavich. So potentially, and what they've done to Man City, there was a question to say, well, you got you got to bring Jenkinson back in because of what they've done to Man City. But he's holding his own, Tonkins. He's holding his own. I remember going back a few years ago, I think under Grant he played at right-back Tonkins, and he was dreadful. He was dreadful at right-back. Um, and Tonkins is the most improved player of the last two seasons, two, three seasons for me. He's really come mm. on leaps and bounds, Tonkins. So I don't know. I don't. I just think Jenkins has got to work his way back in. And the way out, we're dropping like flyers at the moment, centre-halves, um, etc. Mm. Tonkins could go back into centre-back and uh, Jenks will go back to right-back. But... OK. Well, no falling out. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Last question I want to ask you before I'm going to ask you for a prediction for the weekend is about Rush Green. So the players have uh, supposedly started at Rush Green today, six months before they were due to. You've been to Chadwell Heath. You've been to Rush Green. Um, first of all, do you really think there was a problem at... Um, Chadwell Heath, or is it just psychological that they're moving? And two, my understanding is Rush Green's facilities are very basic at the moment until they redevelop it. You know, basic showers, basic dressing rooms, nothing like the facilities and and uh, that, that is Chadwell Heath at the moment, which you know has a gym and everything else. So, how are they going to make it work for the next six months? Well, as as uh, I've told you previously, Sean, I've been to Rush Green. I played a charity match there in the summer. And this was before it was getting redone. But I was speaking to the groundsman at the time and saying mm. what what the plans was for the um, Rush Green. Rush Green as a um, a facility is phenomenal. It's absolutely brilliant. The pictures are brilliant. And at the yeah. time when I was there, and, and since then I've spoken to the groundsman since, um, they were having a new gym put in. They were having... Um, a lot of put, a lot of work being put in, and I think you're very close to it being done. But going back to Chadwell, um, personally, only because of what I know a couple of next players or what they've said, uh, Steve Jones and, and I think Matthew Everton said it the other day as well. It's uh, there's no undersoil here, so he's like playing on concrete underneath. Um, now, you know, we've all played football in the playground. You know that, that's his life, but I I don't think it could be something to do with injuries. It could not be, but who knows? But well, some people were saying that there's aggregate underneath. That that there's all this um, hard aggregate under the soil, so the soil's soft. You know, it they put new pictures in two years ago because they had Dougie on the front page of the website showing how these were state of the art pitches. They'd relayed and reseeded new pitches, and yet two years later they sort of admit. Well, maybe people were right all along that this caused some of their injuries. But Sean, um, Rush Green was always going to be the main option. Rush Green yeah, is being prepped to. Uh, yes, it's come a little bit early, but the facilities at Rush Green. Yes, you're right. Um, the the reason they haven't gone there so uh, quicker is because the changing room. This is what I've been told. The changing rooms wasn't up to what Chadwell was. That was what was holding back, and that's what's being done at the moment in the changing rooms. But everything else around the rush green 
is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Well, you say that. I've just done an article today on Clarence Hughes. They've, they've done planning. They, I mean, they're going to put a boardroom in, a chairman's office. They're going to have a hydrotherapy pool. They're going to have first team changing rooms and showers separate to other elite staff, a manager's office. I mean, they're going to completely remodel it. Um, and, and planning was approved last week, but it's not ready yet. And it still needs to be completely rebuilt. And it, it just seemed like a... I don't want to criticise Slavin. It seemed like a knee-jerk reaction to, to move, to, to criticism of, of the injuries. It's one of them, Sean, as in, if you've got somewhere to train where... Because West Ham have got three training grounds on paper. Yeah. Um, and if you've got another two and you're getting injuries... In the back of your mind, you're thinking, is it worth taking that risk and trying there? It might be better than what it is. It, it, there is that risk of going, well, because we both know when it gets um, more worse or weather-wise, we can't train at Chadwell. We've got to go indoors. So we're rough green. You can, it could be snowing, and you can still go and play on the main pitch there and train. You know, maybe, maybe Slavin's looking at that going, well, it's, the weather's getting worse. We can still train and I can still do my bits and pieces instead of going indoors and doing rubbish stuff and working on things. Mainly he's looking at that, but Russ Green as a facility, you can't go wrong with it. It's going to be phenomenal. And I've seen yeah. in Tottenham's uh, new training ground and it's going to be up there with Tottenham's. It's, um, I think at Chadwell we've got two and a half pitches and I know at Russ Green we're coming up to about eight. So yeah. it's brilliant, you know. And there's a, but at the end of the day, Sean, you only play with one football and you only play on one pitch. So there is that argument. Well, do they need more pitches? But then obviously the other team yeah. is going to be training there. So. All right. Well, let's let's look forward to um, Sunday the 20th December. Um, that's when we play Swansea away. Uh, we haven't won in five games now. Uh, we desperately need a win. Can can we beat the Swans? In their own manner? Swansea's a hard game. Very, very hard game. I don't think since they've been in the Premier League, we picked much up there. Um, the only thing I can think of was nil-nil under Allardyce a couple of seasons ago. Um, I remember the first game, we got smashed. Was it Matt Jarvis's first game? Uh, we got smashed there 3-0. Um, we ain't had much luck at Swansea going back to the Niners, getting knocked out of the FA Cup there as well. So, um, Swansea... Uh, I don't know. He's got a draw written all over it, really, Sean. I think. But, but you say that if Lanzini's back, um, um, obviously Valencia got another twenty minutes, so you've got two players there that could potentially change the game. Um, I'll take a Let one. Let me push you for a prediction. I'll take one nil. I'll take one nil in the last minute. Why not? Who's the scorer? I'm going to have Tonkins. <laughs> <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, West Ham DJ, DJ Leon, thank you for being, I guess, yet again on more than just a podcast. If people want to follow you on Twitter, um, where can they find you? DJ Leon1983. Excellent. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Cheers Leon. Thank you. Bye. There you go. DJ Leon, thank you. Thanks, Leon. Moving on. A West Ham reservation experience last Thursday. Yeah. So we... uh, we all had, to, well, you had a couple of hours off. I had the day off. Sean had the day off. Is that right? Yeah, I did. And uh, we went up to Stratford to sort out our seats at the Olympic Stadium. We did. Uh, and we're going to talk about the experience, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so go on, you, you, you'll go more in depth than I will. Well, I mean, I suppose there was no secret to it. So, you know, we were greeted... Um, by David, Liverpool fan David, who was our advisor. Uh, And James gave us a little pep talk to say, um, you know, we had ambition to be a top six club. Someone in in the group said, is that guaranteed? And he sort of looked sheepishly down to his uh, clipboard and sort of laughed, nervously laughed, and said, let's play the uh, Ray Winston video. He said there's no guarantees in football. (laughs) You thought he dealt with that all right. Um, yeah, he wasn't sheepishly okay. anything. He thought he was quite joking. He thought it was a, a silly question. I so then he gets it all the time. Then we then we got the cheesy uh, Ray Winston video. That I tell you what, if I work there, that is so loud they turn that up, don't they? And it must annoy the hell out of everybody on the phones. It's all right, they'll be out of their job in the next few yeah, months. Yeah, so uh, that was it. And we went in the boardroom. We were invited to the boardroom, all twelve of us, with uh, Nigel Khan's group, and. Uh, 
we we I took took along a plus two, Bob, um, who who's one of it's my supplies. Huh? And he um he got some tickets, nice tickets, uh, in band two in the West End uh, for under a grand for four people. That's not bad, is it, John? It's not bad, mate. He said yeah. he plays about it, didn't he? He's over 65. He got the over 65 he got price. price. He got the OAP price. He got the OAP price. Two of his children. Two of his grandchildren got 99 for a grand. He got three band, uh, four band, two tickets. <laughs> Lovely job. He was our guest. He was the first one out there, wasn't he? He was. Well, we were closely done. followed by us. The old um, and we, were, we got to choose. You, now, went, you went on a bit. Sean okay. was doing his little show pieces and just trying I was to asking questions to help with interview. Embarrassing. And trying to get photographs and threatening to like, just throw me out then. Yeah, you might I did. Me well, out. you took the picture in the end because they wouldn't let me take the picture. No, I didn't. You did. And we quickly chose our seats before Nigel got a chance to. Have yeah, his, so the have first. They're trying to create a new Chav Corner, as they're calling it, right next to the away fans. Uh, they offered us uh, sections 114, 113 and 112. Well, we basically got done by the old supermarket trick, didn't we? We we had our season tickets up in value at the beginning of this season. So they upped the cost of it at the beginning of this season. They've moved us to the new stadium. They've given us a so-called equivalent seat, but we've had to up the band. Right. Just for balance, John. We've had to up our band, but we're our actually price saving 40 quid. Our price, 52 our price was 651 this year. Last year it was 621. It was 599 for the band free tickets to up a band. So it was 52 pound cheaper this season. And when well, you look at last season and seasons before, we've much? saved 22 quid. We've saved 22 quid. 22 quid of what we paid for band four. So it's still a reduction from what we paid four years ago. Because remember, prices were frozen for two or three years. Well, I was saying it's like the old supermarket ploy, isn't it? We still, in it, real terms, it, our it, price has gone down. But you save a bit. And we're going to an iconic stadium. We are, yeah. So what did you think of the view? <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the, the, uh, our view? I am going, off the view seems all right yeah, from the, from the photograph. You but never we know until you're there, would you? Yeah, we'd, we'd be went. on the side as well for the first time instead of behind the goal. I should point out, by the way. We're on the corner. Bobby Moore, well, no, we're a bit more than on the corner. We're on the side of the corner rather than behind the goal. We weren't, as, as so Trevor Brook and Lower, we were not offered behind the goal. One thing I thought when we walked out of there, we weren't offered the north stand, were we, at all? No, so no. all of Bobby Moore, I wondered if we'd have asked... I think they're keeping us together. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, but, but if we'd have said, well, there's band four tickets over there, why can't we have one of those in, in Bobby Moore, the other Bobby Moore stand, which is the north stand? To be fair, we didn't really put up much of a fight, did we? We just, did, he just went, you can sit here if you want, and we went, can we go yeah, left a John bit? John said... I don't want to be next to the away fans because they'd be distracting, which is a good call. Well, I didn't want no, um, to. We were literally going to be sat right next to the away fans. Yeah, in an aisle seat. And I didn't, I was just. I no, just I said, agree with you. I'd, it becomes all about the away fans. It's yeah, all right yeah, every yeah, now yeah, and again. Right. It's a laugh, but. And then we want the middle. We we didn't want to be further towards um, in the West End, towards the, uh, you know, along along the pitch, but that. They were all taken. There weren't four in the row in where we need to be. We just wanted to be. We wanted to be away from about row fifteen because yeah. it rains. All it the rains, rains when the rain comes in. The wind's blowing. We know it rains up to row fifteen. So we chose row nineteen. We've got an aisle seat. Row nineteen. You spelled um, aisle wrong, by the way, in your article. Did I? Yep. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, it's got an A at the beginning. Oh, it has. Yeah. Yeah. So we. I think we'll be all right. And and knowing that the pictures you you took. George against David's. I don't know what you're on about. Um, actually, it's better than than we know that when you actually go in person and you look at the view, it's better than the virtual one. Well, they're saying that we went there, didn't we, for the rugby, rugby yeah. three weeks, four weeks ago, whatever it was, and the the view from where we're going to be is all it is going to be watchable very well, clearly, but the whole thing is going to be such a change. It's going to be so yeah. so different. So we after that we had our picture taken for the founders and we got our pins, didn't we? Our founders pins. Yeah. And then I I did go back on, on with Nigel to have a bit of fun. Uh, what to, fun? to watch oh, him what choose. What fun you have? <laughs> what well, the, the head of uh, Stadium OS Stadium Sales Tickets came in, a chap called Charles, who's from America, who's a Macclesfield fan. Um, and but to be honest, Nigel didn't kick up too much of a fight either. They looked at. 
in the end, what he, he called it a palatable experience, and he said, at the end, he's sitting not very far away from people who have paid 200 quid more than him. That's how he justified it to himself. Wow. There's people in the next section, only a few seats away, that have paid 699 quid instead of his 499. All us old, well, not all of us, because you're, you're, uh, you're absolutely right up for it from day one. You've been right up, sunk to the all the way through the whole process. So all of us that aren't that way have just got to suck it up, haven't we, now, yeah. and get on with it. And I've agreed, but I fully agreed to this, got to go there, try it, but I, I do envisage it, it will be the end but of it. But exclusive, when we were walking back to the station, John revealed to me that he's quite excited. Woo! I said it's quite exciting in general, yeah, it isn't is. it? We saw Don Hutchinson as well, just outside the reservation centre. Don Hutchinson? Yeah, doing his Christmas shopping with his missus, and they're expecting twin boys. They are. Yeah. Did you say hello to him? We, uh, Nigel waved to him, and he saluted back as he was walking past. Um, one other thing, we went, Did Nigel, myself, any? and Sarah went to the pub afterwards, the cow. £5.20. Don't call Sarah that. Huh? Don't call Sarah that. <laughs> £5.20. Uh, a round of three... Pints came to um, fifteen pounds sixty. Pounds sixty. Won't be going there. <laughs> it's just there you go. Be, That's the price of progress, John. <laughs> what is it? How long does it take? Once you go out the station, it takes about twenty minutes to walk. It does to yeah. get to the station. Well, you know, we need to find a boozer, don't we? I understand that um, the bowling pub and the Black Line will probably be laying on coaches. What we've got to sort out is that our access can be over a different bridge, and we. Nigel what? told me they're going to charge 120 crap. The bowling pub are going to charge yeah, 120 membership. pounds per season for free transport. Who's going to pay that? It's a free. It's a membership. Becomes a membership bar on the day match day. What? What's the price of beer in the stadium? Do we know that? Well, it'll be the same as um, it is in. at the moment in the rugby and the everything else. Just go in and they've got quid. little blokes with Well, that's what they want you to stuff. do, isn't it? Well, they quid. had, um, when we went for the rugby, they had all sorts of bitters, Guinness, yeah. a lot. It's good. Yeah. Anyway, right. it's time for this. It's Facebook Twitter question time. It's where we ask you, the listener, to get in touch with us, the podcasters. And Sean, you put a message out earlier today. I did, in your uh, absence. On the Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash Maundress Podcast. We are back tonight to discuss the Man United and Stoke, Stoke goal less draws. We also speak to West Ham DJ and friend of X Factor winner Leon Hyde. Send in any questions, statements of fact, or wacky comments to us before 7.30pm. <laughs> uh, Lewis John oh. Erinchart says, which players will return from injury for Swansea, if any? Do you know that? Sean? Well, Lanzini is, is tipped for return as a surprise return for Swansea. But no others are tipped for return, I'm afraid. Uh, how can Zarate score that free kick versus West Brom but miss that sitter up at Old Trafford? It's a good, good question. question. Uh, we need He's, to win. Can I just say something about Zarati? What I was told by a, a senior source at the club is Zarati, and it won't come as any surprise, is one of those kind of players who needs to be loved and caressed and wanted. And he thrives on the whole, you know, feedback and admiration kind of thing. So be careful what you say about him. Takes it to heart. Lewis says we need to win the next two, as even Watford have overtaken us. They have. If you don't podcast next week, thanks for the interaction and podcast in 2015, and I wish you a happy Christmas and New Year. <laughs> <laughs> he knows us. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Lewis. Thanks Cheers. to you. Uh, I don't know if we're podcasting next week. Well, we should. We, we need to have our Christmas do at Nando's, don't we? Yeah, we do. Well, we will. There's no reason why we won't podcast next week. Are you off There's work no from Friday? No, I'm working up till the 23rd. Oh. What about you? I'm fine. Podcast next Monday, then. Yeah. Well, I'm off. I don't know what I'm doing. I'll be out somewhere. <sighs> Gary Prince says, "We can Hi, do it ourselves, John. Can we have a <laughs> can we fun, have a points it? comparison to this time last season, as we surpass uh, a weekly points comparison as we surpass the dreadful second half of the season? So we'll start that. All right, we'll look at that Christmas. next Monday after yeah. Christmas. After Christmas, all right. Yeah, it's after Christmas. Uh, 
Good idea. Can you give us your thoughts on your seats at the Olympic Stadium and discuss the band split, especially behind the goal where it goes from band three to four in the same block? The club appear to have made up the bound band boundaries as they have gone along. They yeah, they do. do. They do. They really is. They haven't decided how far they're going to go with band five as well, no. have they? So, well, I, I've got a bit of exclusive info on band five. Okay. Is there any more questions, George, or is that it for Yeah, now? there's a couple. Let's do those. All right, we'll do. Yeah. Andrew Quinn one. says, do we think that Antonio will just come into form by the time he gets bumped by Moses? <laughs> Probably. I think he did quite well, actually. I thought he's, done right. he's got a lot of promise. He hasn't and got he, that he, sharpness, he need, has he? He, he needs he, the experience, though. Well, that, that, yeah. that will come from but I mean, the confidence you, of See, those Premier are the again. positives that should come out of all of this. You know, we've got Antonio there. He's a ready-made replacement for Moses. And if Jenkinson... Um, don't get his way back in the team, then Tomkins can keep that place, can't he? Save us a few quid. He also says, why can't we take a decent corner? I think we talked about that earlier. And have you noticed the amount of times people refer to the Nolan with fondness as if it could cure all our current really? ills? I, I, I haven't heard of that, that, no. that, I don't know what... what <laughs> no, the guy behind us always... Yeah, bring, on Nolan. bring on Nolan. <laughs> Darren Kitchen says, Rush Green must have been a shock to the Beamers and Bentley Brigade. Yeah. However, the tip is just the other side of the Civic Centre, so Slavon can threaten to crush underperformers, literally. It did surprise me that we moved to <laughs> Crush Green. It seems a bit of a knee-jerk reaction because it's not ready. It's got basic showers, basic facilities from the old days of, you know, when it was a the Fords football ground and, and used by someone after that. Um, you know, the planning permission has just been approved last week to make it state-of-the-art. That's going to have all the facilities, but it hasn't been... You know, they've got playing permission. You know, they're waiting for a skip. I don't know. <laughs> sure, sure it's, they're waiting for a skip, that. mate. You know, it's it's I not work. Know. So that you know, they've got some I pitches. They've got some good pitches, but <laughs> no other facilities there. Uh, well, the pitch is good, though. The pitches are good. Yeah. Yeah. That's the main thing, I guess. I guess that's. What but the showers will be awful. I mean, oh. they'll be using oh, Macy bubble bath, mate. Macy. <laughs> 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 do you know what that mate. is? I do. I remember Macy. <laughs> Excellent. Shocking. Uh, he also says, on the subject of discarding rubbish, <laughs> is Tomkins a better option than Jenkinson? We did cover I that. Think, I think we covered that, and I think yes. He says, all I want for Christmas is a French magician that's better than Zidane. I think he's talking about Pye coming back. If you don't cast your pods again before the Yuletide, glad tidings to you and your kings. Thank you, and to Thank you. you. Nigel Khan says, what happened at your stadium visit? Done that. Done that. Is X Factor really worth talking about? No, I don't John would so. agree with that. I, I agree. I also agree with that. Uh, if you weren't a West Ham fan, how many people would really be bothered? Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't. I, I don't watch X Factor myself, actually. Entertaining I draw on Saturday. Should a season be judged on how many points you achieve or final league position? <laughs> yeah, final league <laughs> position <laughs> is a silly question. Sorry, mate, but... Uh, yeah, it's about how many points, you know. It's get about <laughs> getting 40 points. How many points from safety? We'd go we down with uh, 60 points, but... Because yeah. we got that many points, it's a good season. I think we're, I think we're only 17 points away from safety. Oh, we're now. 17 points away yeah. from safety. Yeah. But didn't we go down with more than 40? Yeah, we, we did. did once. We yeah. did once. Uh, that's it. This year. Look at Villa. That's it. So, Sean, back to the band question. Well, so, yeah, mm, so it's from, interesting. Uh, so, Gary in the Prince. North Stand, it's which interesting. is the new Bobby Moore Stand. Mm. Well, yes, this is an interesting one. The majority of people <laughs> have been question, forced Gary. to upgrade to band three as we were for £599. But there are some seats... Up banding. Yeah. At, I think, the very front that are band four. Um, I don't know how many, but some are band four. If you want to retain band four and you don't want to sit in the lower, then, obviously, uh, you, you can go back into the upper and you have to pay for that. But, as we said, if you're in Trevor Brook in lower... You've got. You can't really have an option to go behind the goal. You have to up band if you want to stay in the lower, or as um, and if you're Bobby Moore, uh, sorry, uh, Trevor Brooking upper as Nigel was, you don't even get any choice to up band to go in the lower. You have to go up. Now, just finishing on band five, we always thought band five would be right behind the goal in the furthest seats away, but as we were shown on our uh, appointment last Thursday, they weren't. Uh, greyed out but in secret images that were taken by people I can't mention we've since found out by analysing them afterwards huh? was it Voldemort yeah that the, in the corners of those stadiums is where some blacked out areas are that are likely band five and they will be £289 
Now, the interesting thing about that is, so the person in front's paid 499 as band four, and the person right behind's paid two, um, 289, and they have never been a season ticket before. How is that fair? Also, and, and I'll get your view on this, um, John, the priority list, over 20,000 people have paid tenor to be on the priority list. By our estimations, we were told at, there, uh, at, at the appointment that 30,000 pins have been given out, which means there's 30,000 season ticket holders so far, right? They're expecting, in the, the appointments after us, another five to be sold. So they're going to sell about 35,000 season tickets before it gets to next year and gets to priority list. Now, you don't have to be a mathematician to work out that the majority of the people on the priority list, 75% of them, are not going to get an option of the ticket. What are they the £10 is non-refundable, so they're going to be disappointed. And I've, I did an article to say they should manage expectations better because the majority of people on the waiting list are not going to get it. I know Brady has said we're going to increase by another... Uh, I mean, they've hinted and said we've got several times as many people who want tickets than we've got. What's the maximum they're going to sell out as season tickets? 40,000. But that might go up to 45,000 if we they increase 60. capacity to 60,000. So the, you're looking at that. So that means that, that 10,000 of those people on the waiting list won't get a sniff. Yeah, but, but I have been told by the club they will remain on the waiting list for life until a ticket becomes available. Well, so it's well a, once, a £10 well pound once in a life. Pound. It's like a £10 donation, really, isn't it? Please well, help, you could say please that. Please help the poor club. But, but if, if your prediction comes true, John, and people... So we sell out in the first year, and people vote for their feet in the second year, then a lot of people might not renew in the second year. Yeah. It's all down to stadium atmosphere, on-the-pitch activities... The match day experience, it's all these be, it's things. It's going to be the match day experience, and like I say, it's going to be it's going to be so. Even just walking there through the, all those shiny supermarket streets, it's going to be the whole thing is going to feel taste to the system, real, isn't it? And whether you get used to that over a season or whether it just drives you away, you don't know. I don't know. I don't. But know. you know what? If if these twenty thousand people are still sat there with their ten pounds spent, it doesn't mean they're then going to jump in. They might have. I'd imagine most of those would have had, had an experience during that time. I would have most well, the, the people thing is, a lot of overseas point. people, I think we had someone write to us on the Facebook group saying, you know, the casual fan will really struggle because, right, let's say they sell 45,000 season tickets. 3,000 people are um, away fans. You've got to then have 3,200 corporate fans. That doesn't leave a lot for general sale. Oh, and we've got to give away up to 100,000 tickets to Newham residents. So how are you going to fit in a lot to general sale? The, the, by the way, the Premier League say we must keep at least 5% of our capacity available for general sale for home fans. Yeah, well, that's not a massive amount, is it? It isn't a massive amount, but that, that's what's going to be available. And I think you're going to have to be a member... Yeah. Uh, to be able to get that. I don't think they should. I think people who don't get their tickets and pay First year, I can guarantee they will sell out. I don't Second year, I've got no idea, John. I don't think the people that have had their £10 taken and don't get a ticket, I think they should be given their money back. Well, I you heard it here first. John has demanded he's going to start a petition to go to <laughs> number 10 <laughs> to demand I £10 back for the people who went on the priority list if they don't get a choice. That the smacks of a... Just that's max of a con, and I know you say it's not. This is social term, justice, terms and conditions, and all that. Social crap, injustice. It's, it's wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. It's taking money off your fans. It's fleecing your fans. Predictions for Sunday live on Sky, four p.m. away at Swansea, please. Sky guys. one or Sky two, or you know, Sky, live. Sky Sports one. I'd imagine live on Sky Sports one. We're gonna absolutely thrash them. Four nil. One nil. <laughs> four nil. I'm gonna predict. They might have any manager by them. They probably will have Brendan Rodgers. I heard they might get uh, Avram Grant as manager. I've heard that as well. And Bielsa and Gus Poirier. Normal names. I can't imagine Avram Grant. Can you, really? But I, I imagine heard anyone that would give him a job. I can imagine Poirier. Yeah, Poirier or Rogers. Yeah. I'm going to go uh, a draw. Nil-nil. Another nil-nil. Clean sheet. No you goals Three nil-nils in a row. I know. Really, you reckon? I'm yep. going to have one nil Zerati. Thank you for listening to Wanderers Podcast. Podcast. We'll be back next week, it seems. We will be back next week. It depends on you, George. Depends on me. We'll wear um, maybe some Christmas jumpers and some jolly hats. Play some Christmas jingles. Some jolly hats. Yeah, we can play a Christmas jingle or two. Thank you for listening. 
Come on, you irons. Come on, you irons. On, you irons. Uh... Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.